Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, I'm Allison here in Austin, Texas with Slenderella. And your co-hosts for this show are Jonathan Mendoza at Nurse Doza on Instagram and Baldo Morogarza at Tex-Mex Yogi on Instagram. I don't think I've ever called him Baldo Moro on here. It's Baldo. <laughs> Call him Baldo. But <laughs> today's episode is going to be really interesting for you guys. Before I introduce it, the How Do You Health podcast is brought to you by Slenderella. Slenderella is a vitamin shot and IV blend that was designed to help your liver function optimally. It got its name when the creators started noticing that liver detox was causing many clients to lose weight. Now there is a whole line of different Slenderella blends that you can customize for your needs, as well as a supplement line to support all of your Slenderella goals. You can find distributors and more information at www.slenderellausa.com. This podcast is recorded at MSW Lounge. MSW Lounge is located in Westlake Hills in Austin, Texas. They provide a variety of services, including vitamin shots and IVs, the whole Slenderella family, concierge medicine, chiropractic, massage therapy, a vitamin drink bar, and tons of other local company offerings for ways to clean up your health and naturally stay that way for a long time. Find out more at www.mswlounge.com. This podcast is sponsored by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date on their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more at www.flabstofitness.com. Okay, so this is a solo, well, duo episode between John and Baldo. They talked about Baldo's recent visit to Illuma uh, Ketamine Clinic in Austin. Uh, We worked with the practitioner there recently for our One Day Health and Wellness pop-up retreat in Austin. It was a free event that was very exciting. We had some awesome panels and great breakout sessions, but the practitioner from Illuma was on one of our uh, future our future of healthcare panel. And so John and Baldo went and visited his clinic recently and they wanted to share their experience with you. So here is Nurse Doza and Baldo on the How Do You Health podcast discussing their ketamine clinic visit. All right, well guys, well, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. We're live today from Westlake, Texas, once again from the MSW Lounge, and we are going to be talking with uh, our just ourselves. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to discuss some interesting topics. And uh, I'm Tex Mex Yogi, and we got Nurse Dosa here. So what do we got? We have a- an interesting conversation that we've been having probably for about the past couple weeks maybe the past couple months you yesterday Tex-Mex Yogi had your first ketamine IV yep yep all right so tell us about it first ketamine IV what'd you feel 
Um, man, it was it was uh it was fantastic. It was really cool. Um, well, I'll walk you through it. I was going. I I went to Luma. Our friend Ali and Ken. Our friends Ali and Ken were there, and uh, that's it's their place. Their place. And uh, I walked in, and it was pretty comfortable. And it was like a nice little setting. There was essential oils, or the smell of essential oils. I never know what they are. I just know it smells good. And uh, I sat down and did some reading before uh, before I went into the room. They ask you to go to the bathroom first because apparently whenever you do ketamine, like you just get this need to go to the restroom, and they don't want you to like go while you're going through the experience. Um, so I did that, and then I. Uh, and then I walked into the room, and there's a nurse with you the whole time. A uh, nurse practitioner comes in and asks some initial questions, and then a nurse stays with you uh, the through the whole process, which was uh, it's, it's interesting to talk about what we talked about after the experience, and we can go into that a little bit later. But um, it was neat. There was I sat down kind of like in a lazy chair, like in a lazy boy, and uh, uh, there was a computer, I mean a TV screen in front of me, and I got to choose like uh, a calming video i chose this one uh moraine lake from like banff national park and, and and it was like a fly through like with the mountains and all that um I, so i chose that it was calming and you put some headphones on with some calming music and uh and then it starts and and it's an iv and they start doing this um slow drip i guess and, and you know i started doing a meditation and set an intention as well too and uh you know it's slowly i don't know within like 15 to 20 minutes that's when i got into my deepest state and it was a complete disassociation color started to change i just closed my eyes and if you've ever done any type of like lsd or mushrooms there's like prisms going on it's kind of like that same thing and although i um Ketamine is not a, a, a psychedelic, but it, from the same sense, like I, everything just turned into like prisms, and I was just playing around, and I can feel like I couldn't understand if I was sitting or standing or if I was falling at some point, and like at the point of that disassociation, it just kept uh, feeling like uh, like you know I was getting lost, and I I enjoyed that because if I go back to my meditation, like I want to get to the point where like it's just darkness and nothingness and just complete awareness. And if anything, I think that it was uh, this the ketamine was a good tool to help me get that. And I was, I definitely was doing. Uh, I definitely was uh, in a deep meditation. I mean, it was just very much like a meditation to state. And and it was neat because I just kept getting lost. And the one thing I noticed is that the the on the TV I had my eyes closed, but I could feel when the colors changed because they, let's say I don't know maybe there was like a cut scene or something like that. And uh, and then my experience would start all over because like if I was like experiencing like pillars of prisms and like falling into that, then when the colors changed, I had to restart because I could feel the awareness that something had changed, and so then I I wouldn't fall into it. There's there was one experience that I had that was a lo lot of little beads, and uh, and everything was just little beads, and I can take everything apart. Uh, or put them back together or like consume some which is interesting to say that because it's not you're not really consuming anything but to make it taste like something else or feel like something else um, and uh, it, it was it was a really interesting trippy experience when I came out of it is different than like other psychedelic experiences once again ketamine is not a psychedelic in the sense that 
you know, it took a few minutes just to start getting back into into awareness and like yeah you're kind of like wobbly they don't let you drive afterwards because like it's almost like a state of like being drunk although you're not drunk you're fully aware and cognizant it's just like you're starting to get your balance back it's almost like you having to learn how to like stay straight didn't that didn't last too long but certainly the next 20 minutes for sure there was like that little coming back into association there uh but i just felt very thankful um and I would say the last thing I'll say about that is that I can see how it's so effective for, for you know, PTSD or anxiety or depression because the one thing that I could feel through that whole experience when I was disassociating is that I could also associate that I have thoughts and that I have feelings, but that they're that they're separate from what I am or what my awareness is, and that I could like take them apart or like what I told the nurse and she was like that's that's awesome that she said that was that uh, it's like I can understand how my thoughts are there but I don't have to believe them I don't have to live them like they're a separate thing that happens them from my awareness my emotions or my pain I had some pain here that just went away because I just kind of said that you don't you don't have to be there and uh, and just being able to not identify with any emotions or or any of that like understanding that they're there like I can s tell that they're there but I don't have to identify with them and that's probably the biggest takeaway that I got from that although I have had psychedelic experiences and all that and I've had a stronger like sense of like this is where I was and now I'm here through those experiences that shift wasn't the same through this experience mainly because I've already had that experience before wow I mean that's so for the people who know you, they know ex exactly. They know exactly what you just said right now in the context of saying, like you're able to comprehend this experience that you just had, and be able to translate it into an experience that's going to benefit you and help you grow. Most people who do a ketamine IV are not necessarily in the same place you are as far as what your comprehension of it because what you just said at the very end was beautiful like the idea that you would be able to understand and break through from feelings that you might be holding you back is pretty incredible like that just doesn't happen by accident right like somebody has to work intentionally to get through things like trauma and depression and anxiety and, and insomnia even right and pain right yeah. and and so for you just to say oh yeah pain you know it's not there you what's incredible about it is the people who know you know that it's very easy for you now and i'd say easier very loosely for you to say just let go correct and don't believe w all the everything that you see because it's not true believe what you really believe and yeah. the only reason you put anything behind it is because you know you you convince your brain otherwise. Well, because you put the, in the intention there. Because I actually, I didn't complete that thought. What I said is like, I can notice how I have the thoughts, but I don't have to believe them. And then I also said, or I could believe them if I want to. Well, it's the idea is like, either the but reason you can or you can't, either you can't, the reason why you can or you can't, how does, how does that expression go? The, the reason you can't, the only what <laughs> uh whether you think you can or you think you can you're right there we go right, bingo yeah. okay yeah so your thoughts and your belief patterns are so profoundly fr profoundly embedded in our everyday activities because if our brain believes that 
really goes in down to a chemical changing movement of your body to have to say like, okay, I believe that this is good and this is bad or I have negative or positive association with this. You, you have to believe that if you can block that belief or remove that belief, essentially you've changed an outcome for that person in an everyday life where they might say, every time I think about rain, I think about this sad moment when I saw this happen and it always Correct. tears me up or whatever. The fact that you can say, no, I believe that those thoughts associated with it are not true. If you actually believe that to be true and you repeat it day in and day in and day in and day in, eventually your brain and your body believe it. And then your whole life changes, like your mindset changes, your outlook changes, right? I mean, that's, that's, I want, I want you to under, I want the, the listeners to understand that if Baldo's going to go through this experience, right, and we didn't preface this, the ketamine, we got right into it, which is incredible. If if you think about it, what would your intent be to begin with if you would do a ketamine IV? Yeah, it's it's interesting because, like, I obviously went through an, uh, the process of, like, setting an intention. Uh, and, and they mentioned that, too, the nurses there did, the same thing like hey what, what do you want to accomplish like do you want do you want to set an intention i'm like yes and i like this is exactly and if anything what the only thing they were surprised about is the fact that i had a that i had like a, an actual answer like whenever they asked that question like as opposed to like i don't know like i must like i just don't want to feel bad anymore and and, and which i get like if you don't know where to start but what does that mean, though? Like, Correct. you don't want to feel bad anymore. Well, it's like whenever we did like, an experience for you outside of not ketamine, it was like, I, I asked you, like, what do you want to accomplish? And you're like, oh, I want, like, and it was a very, ge I can't remember what it was, but you said it was a very general answer. Yeah. And I said, like, yeah, but, like, what does that mean to you? And then, and then I said, okay, but then break it down even more. And then, like, what's the one thing? And then it's like, well, how would you feel? if that happened and you're like well i would feel this i was like there like focus yeah. on that yeah right and i i love that i love so did you do that yourself correct you yeah, yeah i did okay. i did i was like this is what i want to accomplish but i want to narrow it down to even more and to more and my intention here was uh the intention that i said i'll just share it was that i said i want to undo any brain patterns and i had some specific ones that i don't want to share um some brain patterns that that i know loop that I, I I just I just want to disassociate from them. I just don't want them to to loop. And, and that was my intention: is like, how can I, how can I uh, be aware of the loop, like, where I can separate it and just be like, it no longer needs to be there. Yeah. So, all right. So for people who are listening, let me just explain what's going on here. So. Ketamine, which is not a psychedelic, if anything, I think our friend called it like a psychotropic. A psychotropic, and it's a dissociative. It's a dissociative, right? So the reason why you would do that is because you're literally trying to disassociate between the feelings that you have or the thought patterns that you have or just even the the systems you have in your life in place. Like that's that's your thought patterns, and you've heard that too where it's like, what you believe is really what you are, yeah. right? So we have a thought pattern that creates a chemical reaction or a chemical release, which then creates um, more thought patterns that that uh, make that same habit 
stronger and stronger. Like it's making making that thought pattern. If anything, if it's like a road in your in your brain, it's digging it deeper because like you're just wearing that road yeah, even more and, and more. Yeah, and, more. and so it's the grooves, those tire grooves yeah. that you see in the road, and that's neuroplasticity. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. The, the the higher marks yeah. and the indentions in the in the roads and the dirt roads. And the only way you can undo that is just by stop having those patterns, but that's difficult. But think about it. To make a new pattern, though, Correct. you have to go a, to the left or the right yeah. and go a different pattern, and then you have to do over and over and over again and then create a new path that way, right? And so that's neuroplasticity in, a, in the best way to describe it. So those are your thought patterns every day. Like when, you, when you're driving down the street and you're thinking about something, and then all of a sudden you get home, and you're like, how did I get home? Like yeah. your brain just because it's automatic. That's automatic. That's yeah. that's your road, the path that you carved in. Yeah, so brain. so many things that because they're trauma induced. Yes. that your body just skips all that. It just goes straight to like the outcome, which might be like depression. Uh, yeah, and it's it, so if you if you have a traumatic event at an earlier age, the statistics have shown that you're going to have some kind of trouble or issue down the road with it maybe even if you have therapy at a young age for this therapy right like it's just something that's going to stay with you because at a young age we're developing and seeing things for the first time we're vulnerable we don't know better and you know right from wrong and all whatever right the idea is that you're whatever's ingrained in you from that traumatic experience it will stay with you because you remember it it's a survival skill it's a survival skill and you remember it. it's like a flash photo that your memory takes and holds onto in the Rolodex of life. And every time that a thought pattern or a similar image or even the smell, the taste even, right, comes back to you, it goes sometimes to that area in the Rolodex in your brain and says, oh yeah, I remember when this happened and all of a sudden, boom, you remember it and then that stressor can trigger like your low back pain to start flaring up again. Yeah. Right. Or maybe like for some people who have IBS, and I know this is gross, it might trigger a you know an issue. Right. They have to go run to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. Be just because they had a negative thought, or they heard something, or they smelt something. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Well, like even as simple as uh, as like a as a car crash. Right. Like I I I experienced a car crash in uh, in Chile one time when I was driving and I got hit from the left side. And any time that I do drive, or I should say. I used to have the experience that any time that I did drive and I was going to turn left, I had this, like, like weird, like, sensation, like, you have a twitch. oh, I'm about to hit. Yep. So that that's one thing that I've worked on that I've that I've undone, that automatic reaction, but not, not through the ketamine, but through meditation. The ketamine helped me get there quicker. Yeah. And I think that's why ketamine IV therapy is so... It's so, I don't know, I guess it's a it's such a hot topic right now because if you're talking about trauma, I, the clinical term you'd want to use is PTSD, right? And so PTSD can mean all kinds of, it's just trauma. It could be as simple as the... It's simple as that. You got hit and all of a sudden your shoulder flares up, right? It doesn't have to be the most extreme thing that's possible. And for that person, if it twitches like that, you know, and maybe, I don't know what it causes you, if it causes you to associate with that negative thought even, then essentially you're holding on to something, yeah. right? That's negative in your life. That's yeah. That's no longer serving you. That's no longer serving you, and still holding you back or affecting you in some way, right? And so, if you look at the approaches to address those things, you look into it, and we, in medical terms and healthcare terms, we try to look at it as we're going to give it a diagnosis or give it an official yeah. treatment, and you take a pill for that, and it's just 
but then there's so much more than that right because the thing is you have to undo those tire marks in your brain and try to remove that negative association with it and it ketamine IVs allow you as a vessel to get to that point and then it's up to either you or your therapist or your counselor to once it's that stuff's pulled out of your subconscious you address it yeah. in the way that psychotherapy has been designed to do correct and if anything I can imagine if like because uh, sometimes through trauma like you just you don't even know what you're what you're holding on to like you don't even know I could see how if you if you went through this experience through ketamine things could come up that you're like I never knew that that's why I flinch or whatever you know like things like will just pop up I could imagine which could be just completely life changing and that's where I feel like there is a duty uh, or responsibility of the practitioners like them or anyone that's doing this to, to be able to provide or at least have access to or refer to the right people for you to talk to someone which they do they, they, they made sure that I didn't go through this process of the ketamine without having some sort of plan of what I would do like who I would talk to a psychotherapist or a psychologist or you know, I, I those terms I intertwine them all the time I forget which one's what but but they wanted to make sure that I that I would have someone to talk to in case I need that in case something did come up that I was just like not that I would freak out but it's like you're going to want to talk to somebody if something comes up about that so you can finish the undoing I would I would assume yeah well and it, it's psychiatrist MD um, when you pull that stuff out it's it's like a detox right like you you have a detox of the liver you know like we do all the time and we emphasize in our lifestyle you got to detox every day you sweat you peep you poop you know if it you just you sleep you that's the biggest detox your sleep yeah um, you got to do it all the time because we're, we're we're always surrounded by stressors when people talk about health mental health and wellness is one of the things that we emphasize probably more importantly than anything else I mean we talk about liver detox all the time but man you got to be detoxing mentally as well because all the stuff that you take in that your liver can't filter out it actually goes to the brain and so you have to you have to work on getting rid of the physical the chemical and the mental toxins and stressors that you encounter on an everyday occurrence and so if you have someone that's been holding on to trauma since they were 10 years old there are people who have succeeded and risen above it and that's not to say that people haven't been successful that had trauma because that's everyone if you talk to nine out of ten people I'm pretty sure some of them had some kind of trauma throughout their life you know something that affected them that maybe took away something from them and made them more insecure right sure. made him uh, sleep deprived at night made him even yeah. just have pain right like maybe I did something stupid I mean I have a scar right now on my hand from something stupid I did and it's always a constant reminder right and I remember that if something like triggers a stressor yeah like because the scars on my thumb my thumb will like tense up just like your shoulder did yeah right and it's incredible because imagine if I'm stressed all the time and your shoulders tense and my thumbs tense all the time how does that affect when I'm driving and I'm riding and I'm lifting weights or you know like you know you're holding something right like that it just affects you right and so in order to function and perform better 
you have to go through ways to address all the stressors in your life, physical, yeah. chemical, and especially mental. And the ketamine deal for you, and I laughed earlier and I was so, I was just amazed about what you said because you went right into it. You told people basically how to get from A to Z with that treatment. And the thing is, there's people who have no idea where to start. Correct, yeah. And that's the thing that you said. And I, I just laughed because I'm like, they have no idea yeah, what well you've gone yeah. through. And it was funny because what you told me was when you got done with the, the, the treatment yesterday, they were asking you questions and you were giving them very straight answers, kind of like what I've given you, like yeah. after mine. Uh, and uh, and you were like, wow, like that's interesting because it makes sense if your body's already in a space for that, right? And mentally ready for that and prepared for that. Most people sometimes well, they don't know. They don't know, and that's the thing. They don't know how to prepare. Maybe they are ready for it, but there has to be that inclusion, right? The yin and the yang, where you you want to do it, but at the same time, like you're present for it. Yeah. Right? Well, the thing is that you also become addicted to those to those reactions that PTSD that like you become addicted to because they're chemical releases and you can become addicted to any type of chemical release well this that's I, I think and so it's like letting go might be very relieving at the same time but it's like you're it's still hell. letting go it's still hell to go yeah. through it because you have to detox and yeah. if you think about a detox you know people who detox from alcohol could have the shakes and, and like have hallucinations but the thing is on ketamine it's a it is a derivative of a hallucinogenic. Yes. Okay. And it's a derivative of PCP or angel dust. All right. And we'll go into that in a second. <laughs> all right. And this is a minor derivative of LSD. And the effect of it that you told me that the prisms and all the yeah, other yeah. stuff thing. It was like a light LSD trip. And the idea that you have that experience, and this is this is where it gets really confusing to people. People ex think of this negatively, in a sense of people partying, sure, with like ketamine or PCP or you know whatever, and it's it's not the same thing at all. It's it's completely different. And your experience through the ketamine was to get you to the point to let go of that pain or that twitch or that negative response that was causing your shoulder to flinch and when you realized it was simple as just let it go yes that makes sense and all that right but yeah. like there's people out there they're like yeah but it's still not working i try to believe in it, it's not working and Correct. i you know like i i'm still having pain i'm still having the twitches and all that so when you get done with that experience that's when the real that's when the real treatment starts like that's when you actually say okay i brought all that to the surface I have to address this and so working on your daily routine afterwards and all that you already knew what you're gonna do like you already have a routine for it what was amazing about that was the people asking you those questions yeah. at the clinic they don't have people walking in mentally prepared with the routine like that Correct. right they, no, they ask them like hey can you do you have someone to talk to about this like yeah, afterwards yeah. right like that's crazy yeah. right so so you mentally being ready to say okay I want to I want to leave all this stuff behind now it's like okay, you're gonna journal, right? You're probably going to work on. Um, well, I went home and I recorded like 20 minutes of audio, of just yeah. like boom, boom, notes, notes. Like this is how I would do it next time. Like this is what I want. Yeah. Like, this is how I could use it for performance. Like this is, it, it, it gets into a completely different ball game, right? But at the same time, uh, I appreciated it uh, pretty much. The, the one, the other thing I told them, forgot how it brought up, but but it's like I've done all sorts of freaking 
drugs, for lack of a better word, right? It's always been, yes, in a party sense, like, hey, we're going to go watch this show, let's take something, and it's cool. And I always, at some point, I always seek, like, solitude, or, like, I just, I need to get away from here because now I'm, I, now I want to go and meditate and I get into really deep, med- deep meditation. So like if I'm on shrooms or like whatever. And, and it was interesting in this situation because I began with solitude and it was cool to be able to control the experience from the get go. As opposed to, I find myself here and now I want solitude. It's like, no, I'm already in solitude. I get to choose yeah wh- how i have this experience of what to do what to make of it and from that i appreciated that very much because i was like that's badass right i don't know if uh, if, uh, uh, if if that makes sense or not but uh, well it does but see that's where your mindset's at is a whole different mentality from most people's traditional sense of how to deal with trauma i mean think about this we live in a bubble we live in austin texas i believe is the epicenter of health and wellness i'm biased but um you have people here who are very progressive in the way they try to approach their health, right? And they will go extreme measurements, like, you know, to, to get the relief or the therapy or the treatment they need. And ketamine IV makes so much sense to so many people. And it's interesting because the, the road to using ketamine isn't all the time uh, a professional, uh, a CEO, a business owner. Sure. Like it's it's typically a person might be in addiction, and you know they just slept under a bridge the night before, right? And they're like they're in and out of state hospital, right? The PTSD of that of that sense, right? When you're thinking like really like you don't know if they're safe or not at home by themselves, Correct. like that kind of mentality. Ketamine IVs can be applied towards those same people, and from what I understand and what you can correct me. 70% effective treatment for PTSD, something like that? Like, it's a high number. It's a really high number. Uh, there was, I know there was a, f- when it, we're talking about PTSD, anxiety, and depression, I don't remember which number correlates to what, to what but there was a 55%, a 71%, and an 85%. And I forget which one was for what. Sure. Uh, but all three of them are very high numbers. I mean, c- come on, you look at traditional medications, antidepressants, antipsychotics, they're not 50 to 70 to 80% Correct. effective. There's no way because they're in the state hospital still on this stuff and they're still like slicing the wrist, right? Like well, it, it's, it's not, it, it's a, it's not, and it goes back to this idea. It's not a one pill fits all, right? Like you get this treatment done Correct. and then you got to do all the work at home, but mentally where you're at, there's a lot of people that what if they did answer, you know, and say like, well, we don't have someone to go to and talk to. Well, they wouldn't this. let you go through it first. Exactly, yeah. but it was still because this is serious, right? Like this is, this is so therapeutic, at the same time that it's dangerous because there's no your demons are different than this person's demons, Correct. and, the per- and uh, they comes up, dude. Like it is freaking nuts. Hey, Vitamizers, we are so thankful that you guys are listening to this podcast and enjoying it and responding to it. We love hearing your feedback. And to thank you for listening to the podcast, if you haven't ordered an item from the Slenderella store before, we have a discount for you. If you go to www.slenderellausa.com, that link is also below. If you go to that link uh, and use the code WELCOME20, all one word, uh, at checkout, you will get 20% off your entire first order on our website. Again, thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast sponsored by Slenderella. Please go to our website, slenderellausa.com. Use the code WELCOME20 at checkout and you'll get 20% off of your entire order. Thanks so much, Vitamizers. Right? 
And so, and who knows what? I mean, you gave the example of the depression, like, or I think Charles did earlier. We were talking about it. And he's like, sometimes when you let go, and all of a sudden you have a dopamine release, that's when people actually go and like commit Do suicide. Something. Yeah, yeah, right. And because it's like their dopamine levels are so high, and they want to kill themselves or whatever, but they won't because they just don't have the energy or the power. That's exactly it, and that's that's the biggest thing in geriatrics. Like when you have uh, like nursing home and, and hospice care and all that, they are finally put on antidepressants. Usually, it takes antidepressants like I anywhere from like six weeks on to start being effective sometimes. And if you have a person who is waiting for it to build, you know, they probably won't do anything. They're too tired, right? They're like depressed. They're too depressed to kill themselves. I get that, yeah, for and sure. And then they finally, the pills kick in. All of a sudden, they're like happy and all that shit. Like, well, I still hate being in a nursing home and blah, 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 yeah. right? So it's it's really but interesting. But now I have the energy. But now I have the energy to do it, right? Yeah, and it's, I, it's, it's It's a tragic way to look at it, but this is that is a typical approach that we hear about in a – in a, a situation we're taught in like I was taught in school that you have to be very cautious of them starting that because if you prescribe that to a geriatric patient you know like there's that possibility and we look at we we almost we destigmatize antipsychotics and anti-medications a long time ago like all the SSRIs like those are just the most common thing like you can go talk to probably 10 adults right now just go down the street especially here in Westlake yeah <laughs> Go to Westlake and talk to 10 different parents at a school and ask which one of those parents are on SSRIs. Take it one step further. Ask which one of their kids is on SSRIs at the same time, and it'll be, what, probably 40 to 50% at least? I mean, I mean I'm guessing. Like, we don't know, I'm, but I, I, I imagine. I hope not. <laughs> but, but it could be. Oh, but we just hear it. We see it here. We hear, we hear and we see it, and the thing is a lot of them help people, but for some people it's not enough. And so you have to look at any type of treatment in life as a holistic approach, right? You have to look at it from all angles. And so mental wellness is one of the things that we have to talk about and we have to remove the stigma. I mean, if, you, if you're open about taking your meds and when you need your meds, like you have to take them, like it keeps you stable, right? But then at the same time, there could be other treatments that you do and you go through, you know, extreme measures to get to that point to where it might be like the only thing that helps you. And if ketamine IVs are that effective, you know, for people who are really like they've lost hope, they don't know what to do. I mean, this is this is astonishing. Well, it's right? an option, right? It's an it's option. It's an option for Just sure. Just even that it's there, right? Like you don't have to agree with it because at this point right now, like either you're appalled or you've been paying on attention to every word. But it's more of like if ketamine, this street drug, essentially what it special is. Special K. Special K that has been known to overdose people. Yeah. But if given in the right amounts, the right form, according to the WHO, is the safest medication and drug in the world. Like one of them. Like well, it, it's used for an anesthesiology. It's right? used for anesthesia. And it's incredible because it's safe. And it, I, it, they say that like in their regulations, their, you know, whatever, they say, yes, this is a perfectly great drug and, and uh, for, for anesthesia. And the disassociation allows your body to put the guard down for just enough time to where if you did go into the subconscious and pull that stuff out, you gave it the right kind of therapy, that's where it comes into play. It's not just saying, hey, you take this and you can go get on the street and you take it and all of a sudden, bam, like everything's fixed. No, like no, it's definitely not. that's not the case at all. The thing is people have to work hard just like any routine, whether it's lifting weights and trying to get the six pack of your dreams or whether it's, you know, trying to get your promotion, like you have to work at it, right? And so Yeah, it, it, the, going back to like just taking it or whatever, like the experience is largely 
influenced by your environment because like i said even with like the tv in front of me and i had cho i had chosen this video of like mountains and a lake and, and you know and the sound was like birds chirping or like the water flowing or whatever uh, and it was and it was like almost like a f slow flyover over everything every once in a while it would just cut to a different scene and that would just change my experience right because all of a sudden there was a different color emanating from the screen and there was like a different scene or the sound change and i was like whoa that just changed everything and i just like whoa and, and i was like i have to get back into this experience again so like taking it out in the streets or or like with friends and stuff and there's just so much freaking yeah, things going on there's yeah. just no way like it would no. take your experience in a completely different manner it's not safe because you're also not aware of what the f is going on and right you're not in a good space you're not a good yeah mind. it's just look i mean be honest so don't go and do yeah, don't special okay yeah, yeah <laughs> like you like you don't want to go out of your way to go find that because this is a control setting like you went to a medical clinic Correct. you had supervised medical trained staff with a, with actually a, a doctor who is board certified like he is like there's a fellowship i think it, no it's not board for i think it's a fellowship yeah and so if if that's the case then you can't just go out of your way to go find something on the street because you, me, you can find it. You can find it's it's bad. It's, but, but don't it's do bad. it. Don't do it. Like don't do it. And there's not the right intent. It's not the good space for it. It's you have to, you have to go to a medically trained staff and clinic in order to do that. And you have to be able to make sure that you vet the process. And you and there's a whole process. Like you went in a consultation, right? And you had to go through a process even before you got to this point. Yes. Now, there's a couple of reasons why why I went through this. One of those reasons is because uh, people ask us about it, and I, you know, I we don't like to recommend things that we haven't really naturally tried ourselves. And second thing is because we're also writing uh, protocols for them, like to help to help this clinic uh, with the I guess the integration. I would say like the post ketamine therapy. Like one of the things that I mentioned to you was like I definitely needed to pee quite a bit, and the body is remarkable because it'll, it'll lock up different receptors and systems in your body whenever you're for whatever reason you're holding on to traumas so i you would imagine things like if all of a sudden those locks aren't there then there's going to be releases of whatever the hell was being held on in that body so yeah. it's like what can we do to mitigate that effect like how can we help you push those toxins out quicker maybe if it's a healing thing what can we do to help with like that healing process from a biochemical standpoint right like those are things that we started thinking about from our consulting side of things yeah but because it's all just it all works in unison right it's all the same thing um and and it's just and, and it was great because i came out of that experience and thinking like this is how we can help more people like in these situations because if they're going to go through this then we've got it how can we make it safer better for people so they can perform better uh our friend one of our friends that uh, uh i don't know if he probably doesn't care uh, <laughs> uh i'm just not gonna say it but one of our friends that was going there as well too and also going to like uh, doing flotation devices and also coming to uh to help us with ivs like he was doing he's doing great he's an athlete and he's improved his performance as an athlete because he was using all three or four tools for that for his performance yeah so it's like it's incredible to think like, like yeah it can help so many people from like getting out of traumas but it, it could also help people to like 
improving performance. I'll tell you this right now. If you still aren't convinced, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. Let me rephrase that. I'm not trying to convince anyone to do this because I have not done this. All right, I've not done Academy and IV. Baldo recommended I do that as soon as he got done yesterday. He was like, you need to do this. And I was like, well, all right, let's see about that. So the, the interesting thing about it is now that this is going to become mainstream, I mean, this is making, like, the headwaves in so many ways to where it, medicine uh, is taking notice. And right now, the research is being done, and it has been done. And it's all coming in right now because our friends who've done this clinic, they've been open a year. Yeah. And right? And so imagine they're open another five years. And they've already said how many people they've helped and how much of a tremendous response they've had for PTSD. And, and addictions too, right? It and addictions with, yeah. and just all kinds I, of I can see with things. addiction, right? Like if you take the, I mean, with anything in general, but like with addictions, like if someone's been trying to like quit smoking, for example, and I, I know that there's a lot of research with uh, LSD as well too, or was it, or was it uh, mushrooms, right? That that's yep. very effective with addictions, because I can see how if you can separate the thought that like, hey, I'm addicted to this substance, and 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 you you've had the intention of like, I want to stop smoking, but you just for whatever reason can't stop smoking. When you go through an experience like this, you can see like, oh, it's just, I don't I actually have to s stick to this. Like the, there's reports has that researchers have shown like even one treatment has allowed people to just all of a sudden quit. Yeah, I mean, I was reading a report that it said that like there was one person after one treatment, like six weeks up to six, and there was another one that said like six months afterwards that were, they didn't have any any cravings like any or cravings like, yeah. or anything like it was gone it was just like yeah i didn't want i wanted it gone and it was gone i mean that's incredible i that's just i mean that's incredible like yeah. if you think about it it's like, like someone that that's been trying for years to quit yeah and they tried hypnosis they tried acupuncture and i mean everything you could imagine and then all of a sudden it's like i did this one treatment i don't need to smoke for like six months yeah and that's not true for everyone it's we're just saying true, that there I'm has been reports of that yeah happening. yeah i mean there's the research that's shown that it's been for addiction and yeah. so what's interesting about it and this is why the the talks about the protocols even came up was because we do nad uh in ivs and there's all kinds of research with NAD when it comes to addiction yeah, and it, how much of a benefit it is, which is incredible. And so I think that as just a person in the healthcare field, a person that you're in the healthcare field now, uh, essentially like you're in wellness, yeah. right? That's how you got to look at it, right? And, and you have every intent of helping people feel better and get them healthier, then you're looking at all kinds of sensible ways to look at, you know, how to get people better. This is one that I just you keep looking at research and it's just it makes sense. And so like what this is why you and I agree that this makes sense. So the real reason, chemically speaking, about why ketamine works is because it detoxes the body full of glutamate. And the reason this is so important is because glutamate is an excitatory neurotoxin essentially needed in the body and this is the weird thing about it glutamate is actually a neurotransmitter and so it can go inhibitory or excitatory but if it stays in high amounts in the brain and it stays excitatory then what it does is it's very damaging to the body and what it'll do to brain cells is over excites them excitotoxin it's like uh, you put a needle in it like you're trying to pump up your flat tire on your bicycle you put the needle in you blow up all the air pop it blows it blows up to it pops right and so glutamate is excitatory in that reason in a negative sense and 
uh, MSG, monosodium glutamate, which is a preservative found in a lot of different food products, especially processed packaged products, it's um, also known now as natural flavors, um, is, is one of those culprits for contributing to high levels of glutamate. And so when you have high amounts of glutamate in the brain, the brain you have the brain cells literally overheating, popping, and then that turns the brain to mush. And if you do it in certain parts of the brain, you hit like the front part of the brain is behavior and, and motion. And if you hit this part where the hippocampus is, then you hit like, you know, a uh, memory, right? And so you, you think about all the excitatory neurodegenerative conditions that are out there, like MS, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, uh, schizophrenia, bipolar disease. All of them have a common denominator, which is they have high amounts of glutamate in the brain. That's a common finding in all the research. You, it's incredible. And so ketamine can detox glutamate levels and get rid of them or at least like help the body Diminish to, them, yeah. to basically, I think the way I understand it is turn the receptors down, turn the receptors off and allow the body to release the glutamate because, all right, you want to get geeky. This is how it works. All right. So you have on each cell, you have like a, a key and lock system, Sure. right? So you have receptors all around cells for everything from hormones to enzymes to signals to B12, right? And so this enzyme that's ready for, um, uh, let's say, glutamate, what happens is glutamate will cause a little, like I said, it's good at one point. It locks in and it basically causes a reaction in the brain and then it's supposed to unlock and then it's supposed to leave. Well, if it locks in and it never unlocks and leaves, then it keeps the brain excitatory. Like think about calcium. Calcium is excitatory. It causes a muscle to contract. Maybe glutamate is supposed to basically like excite a cell to the point where it causes it a reaction, like to pump a little energy into it, right? But if you keep the lock in there, keep the key locked in there, it gets too excited and then it pops, right? So what ketamine does is it basically unlocks the key. Yeah, makes sense and allows it the key to be able to get out of that lock and then it's up to your liver or NAD and glutathione and acetylcysteine like alpha lipoic those antioxidants that we can produce it's up to those SOD as, as well uh, that you can detox like hold on to that glutamate and then you carry it out of the brain yeah. and so what you did when you peed I'm guessing and I'm that's just theory yeah, yeah. is that all that was a bunch of glutamate yeah, I would assume so. So, like, uh, we we always talk about sleep, how important it is. Yeah. And part of the reason how that sleep is very important is because it's also the only time that your brain detoxes, right? And so that's why, like, your morning pee is usually, like, a really long pee, and it's just like, what the fuck, right? Like, and, and like, you're detoxing all of it. I had, quote, unquote, a morning pee right after an hour session, like, where yep. it was just, like, it just kept coming. It so, like, like, I'm wondering, pee. even though I wasn't asleep, was I also detoxifying my brain? Oh, of course you were. That's exactly it's what you were doing. Right. So, so this is why that we're looking at taking our approach with yeah. this because it's like you have to look at it from from our standpoint. In my mindset, I'm very scientific based, right? Like I I love science. I mean, you love it too. And deep down, if you love any kind of science at all, you love geeking out about this stuff too. And the idea that ketamine unlocked that. And you're naturally going to detox better because you've been doing like all these supplements and vitamins for the past, what, three sure. years consistently. And you've been grounding and meditating and working on yourself and all that throughout, you know, this time. And 
your body's ready to detox all the last little bit of stuff that's left, right? Because you have, like, imagine you detox that shoulder. Yeah. And those toxins were the negative thoughts that were actually in the shoulder. And somehow the signals from your brain and your shoulder were still it's communicating like negatively. And it said, let's go. And it actually sucked it up. Like, your nat- natural detox ability sucked it up and then peed it out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's cool. Which is cool. But see, the thing is, when, when you look at it from the scientific standpoint, ketamine wasn't intended to, like, detox your shoulder, right? It was intended to detox your brain. That's really what it comes down to. Or at yeah. least that's what they it does now. Like, it just does that. Maybe it wasn't designed for that. Yeah, but it it's does that. Yeah, it's things that we've come to understand. Right. right? Like so it's not an actual detoxer. It's a... It's like a cofactor in allowing your body to get ready to detox. Well, it's almost like the detoxing effect is is almost like a, a, a like a side effect. Well, it's holding space. Yeah, ketamine's holding space for you to be able to detox. Yeah, unlock it all to fucking let go. Yeah, yeah. And then it's up to you to use the methylation cycle <laughs> and be able to use a methylating and baby. Thing, and see, this is the cool thing about it. So, like you did, and like you did bliss. Yeah, I did Bliss before and you after. Yeah, you did Bliss before. And so Bliss is a b- amazing supplement for serotonin and dopamine boosting. <laughs> it's funny because I was sharing. I was like, oh, I got something in my backpack I want to do real quick. Y'all oh should take gosh. one too. So, I, so <laughs> I mean, you're like the candy man. Like, yeah. like, they're like, wait, wait, wait a second. Like, we're like, supposed to be you giving you stuff. Yeah, 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 I was like, no, like, y'all need to take yeah, this. Yeah, what it is. Awesome. So, <laughs> so you, you did, you dropped your Bliss. Yes, dropped my Bliss. You dropped your Bliss right before. Allowed yeah. it to take effect. Had my little resting bliss face. Resting bliss face. <laughs> oh, I love that. I can't <laughs> wait for that campaign. And uh, and you you set the intent even there with your serotonin and dopamine. Hell yeah. So when you were doing the ketamine, this is where you know w- Slenderella comes into play and all that stuff. You increased the serotonin and dopamine right before the ketamine hit your brain. And what happened was when you removed that glutamate, you naturally were detoxing with this bliss because that's SAMI and TMG. It activated your methylation cycle because SAMI's the biggest methyl donor yeah. that you can find. Activate your liver detox. It was ready for all that glutamate to be released. It detoxed your body and your brain because liver detox equals brain detox. Yeah. And then uh, what you know most likely probably happened afterwards is uh, when that happened, you uh, you put serotonin and dopamine in its place. Yeah. Not for the same receptors, but to be, but to be the overriding neurotransmitters and, uh, now. And not that it was going to deplete that. That's not what ketamine does. Ketamine doesn't de- like yeah. y- like you think MDMA was like it depletes your serotonin. No, no, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that. It 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 lowers glutamate levels. But that's specific. But you would think in a in a sense like serotonin and dopamine could be lower just from the sense of like, hey, you're going through yeah. a process. And, and keep in mind, this is this is not a claim. No, this is not a claim. Not this a claim. Is this, this is, is us this being us talking. This is us being geeky in theory. This is all theory. Uh, uh, yeah. This is all disclaimer. This, this is all theory. But I'm guessing right now yeah. this is what happened. Right? I mean, I, dude, trust me, that was a badass pee. Now, for me to say that was glutamate in your pee and your urine, like, I don't know. Let's, let's test we it. Like, we should have tested, tested it. Yeah. yeah, of course we're going Next to. Time, yeah. Of course we're going to, right? But like, <laughs> well, this is how we would test it. We the would urine pee in sample. a cup. Yeah, the urine for sample sure. test. For sure. The urine th- but we have a urine sample test that we're about to release for some Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be able to I don't know. I'm gonna say <laughs> that. I'm not gonna say too much. So the idea is though this that is you would way. be able to you would be able to look at that you you were messing with neurotransmitters, you were detoxing at the same time, and, and for a lot of health reasons, when you're doing neurotransmitter balancing drop your voice. love it. When you're doing neurotransmitter balancing, that's essentially what you're doing to maintain a, a healthy life. 
you have to look at neurotransmitter balancing. You have to look at hormone balancing. You have to look at balancing your inflammation, right? Like you need a little bit of inflammation. Oh, yeah. You can't get rid of all of it, but you don't need it to be really high, right? You and want inflammation in the right places. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I mean, it is true. It, you have to have uh, an antioxidant and a free radical exist together. Like yeah. it just, that's what happens. And so the free radicals that your body produces the most of in your body are glutathione. Yeah. And uh, what's it like? Uh, superior oxygen. You need the Joker to your Batman. The or <laughs> I forget the name. It's like SOD. And uh, SOD and, and glutathione are your biggest detoxers. We're made of glutathione. And if we can't produce enough glutathione in our body, we're, it's very hard for us to detox. And glutathione is great because, uh, you know, it's one of the things that can cross into the blood-brain barrier. And, and when I say blood-brain barrier, it goes into the brain. And you have things like... Um, glutathione going into the brain and there was a research article I was reading earlier this week it was really cool it was talking about the glutamate levels and and it was talking about you know detoxing the brain and how would you do that if you have inflammation anywhere in your body uh, you're gonna have to produce anti-inflammation you can do it through cortisol like you know you can do it through glutathione production but some people can't make enough yeah. and that's the thing there's genetically speaking there's some people that can't produce enough glutathione and that means you don't produce enough to fight off inflammation yeah. and you know these people because they don't feel as good they don't they get sick all the time around the cold and flu like you and i we're in the cold and flu season right now like that's it how many sick people have come in with runny noses oh and yeah you know, like it just it happens and we're fighting that battle we're fighting off inflammation in the brain we're trying to fight off the idea that you know we're not going to just let free radical damage take the best of us. Going to your ketamine idea, it's like if you have ketamine, it's it's a it's a tool to it's help tool. detox, and it's one of those things that, from a scientific standpoint, we just kind of broke it down a little bit further. You can see the benefits of it, and I think Balder, like you're still going with this, right? Like you're going to do what? I'm going to try to do the the six sessions, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Man, that's. That's crazy. Another six to go. Five so more. Or five. Yeah. Well, so six total. Yeah, correct. Wow. And the, the the protocols that they do is like six sessions over a two-month period. Uh, that That's basically what, what that is. And so we'll see. I mean, uh, I'm not necessarily trying to undo like a huge trauma in my life, thankfully. Like that's not – I mean, I, I want to experience – once again, there was a time that I – when I took like – whatever it would have been lsd or mushrooms at one point that i had like complete shift where it's like this changed my life that happened to me at one point where i was like i'd never realized that i could separate my thoughts from like my actual being um and it was it was with friends and it was in a safe space uh and, and it was wellness friends as well too so it was just like i can see why it's important to uh, that if you're doing use you're going to use this tool to have someone to talk to because it could be life-changing in a very positive way but at the same time, it's still, it could still be a complete, complete shift of perspective, right? So it's like, how do you cope with that? Because you still have to go back to your house, go back to your, you know, to your job. You still have to go deal with that. Is that going to trigger you again? Or are you just not going to give a shit anymore? Are you just like, oh, I'm going to show up to work, but you know what? I don't give a shit anymore because like whatever they make me feel no longer matters. And does that mean that you now lose a job and now like, and then you have to deal with a different trauma? You know, like that's, those are all things that need to be talked about and experienced uh, before like someone can say, well, I'm going to go do this. It's going to fix all my problems. That's definitely not the case, right? It could but it's but it's not that's not the case i don't know man it's fascinating like uh, i'll be interested to see what happens with the 
the next five treatments, which are going <laughs> to last what? The over, how? What's the next one? Uh, I'll find out Monday. Okay. Yeah. So I guess it, you obviously space them out, but yeah. it's going to be like a couple weeks apart or something like that. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. That's cool. Man. All right. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. Thank you all for listening. Please uh, yeah, text us. Remind, uh, you know, Follow me on TXMXYogi. Nurse Doza at Nurse Doza as well too. Uh, ask us any questions. We can respond as much as we can, and then we can refer you to other, uh, some other ones of our friends that that, that can educate you on those specifics as well too. Or, or you know, if you just want to chat about it, and uh, that's fine as well too. But uh, do you want to give them a shout out or what? Yeah, it's at Luma Clinic at Luma. That's I L L U M A. Um, that's here in Austin, Texas. Is over by the UT campus a little bit. Just north of UT campus, they're great. That's Ali Waddell and Ken Adolf, and they're fantastic people. We love them to death. They'll be here Monday. They've uh, Ali's been on our podcast, I believe, like uh, episode like thirty six or something like that. Um, and so you can listen to that. And that was before. That was right before they opened up, and they were thinking about opening yeah. up. And I, and she wasn't still referring to it yet because it wasn't like it wasn't a hundred percent for sure thing. But uh, but it's neat. Like so, go back and listen to that episode. Listen to this episode once again if you want to. Reach out to us, and uh, we love y'all.